1: Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens of
2: Welcome to another edition of the WCBA brought to you by Evergy. We got great folks from Cornerstone Data. But first, I want to remind you, you know, we're about 20 episodes in. If you really enjoy this podcast, make sure you tell a friend, share the love. Like like us, love us, or do something. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love it. Well, welcome. We have Miss Joy Akins with us from Cornerstone Data. Joy, tell us a little bit about you and your company.
0: Sure. Well, I uh, thank you for having me today. It's great to be here. Uh, I started Cornerstone Data in two thousand and eight. So in September, we'll celebrate our 13th year here in Wichita. Yay. Yeah. And uh, I love to share this, but in 2015, we were the small business of the year for the Wichita Chamber
1: mm-hmm. and
0: really love that program. So um, yeah, so that's what we do.
2: I remember when you got that award. So now, is it, I. I. think I said it wrong. It's cornerstone data, not well, data.
0: Well, some people say data. Some people say data.
3: So tomato, folks over 50 tomato. say data,
2: right? <laughs> OK, I got it.
3: So, Joy, you told, you uh, won the award in 2015 from the chamber. But what I remember from you most recently is that you and your company voluntarily provided COVID analysis of data.
0: Right. So over 2020, we spent the whole year just doing all kinds of analysis for COVID. And that was such a work of love and um hope for our community and for our state. So I really got started doing that because um, I like to play with data for fun and look for patterns in it and to learn and to increase my skill set. And so I was sort of doing that. And then there was all this community conversation about the – Flattening the curve, mm-hmm. but nobody really knew what that meant or understood it, or and a lot of the data was always like cumulative case counts. So that curve never goes down; it always because you're always going to have more curves or more cases, so it's always going to go up. So we just started looking at ways to think about the data in our community, and um, st- started with Sedgwick County, talking with them, and. Um, working with them. And some of the commissioners reached out to us and then some other leaders and business leaders asked us for assistance, um, both here in Wichita and other communities. And then we started looking, then we had, you know, a lot of my friends as I was posting things live in rural districts. So Mm -hmm. they'd say, hey, what's going on? And um, outside of Kansas City and Wichita. And that's when we, I think, started really getting interested because we thought all the big numbers were in which town, Kansas City, but they weren't. They were in meatpacking plants mm-hmm. in southwest Kansas. So we started just building a lot more to look at and think about how do we navigate this well. And I think it helped us also understand as a state more about where we don't understand how to use data. Right. So that was something we really tried to work on to help educate people about where they were making mistakes and, and how to fix those and think about it differently so they could lead well. Well, I'm glad you, you brought that up because you
3: know, the word data is in your name. So kind of yeah. tell us what it is that you do with data.
0: What what does your company Yeah, it's such a mystery what we do, right? <laughs> and many of our clients, we help them gain a competitive edge in their industry with the data that they have or the data we can help them find. And they don't really want us out there telling people what we do because oh, that's how they get their competitive edge. Mm. So, um, so that's one of the great things about the COVID data is it helped us really be able to show people on a day to day basis what we do. So we ask really tough questions inside of a business to understand what they're trying to accomplish, and then we um, ask them about their processes. We look at the way things happen. We look at how they make money, how they how they improve a process what data they have, what data they don't have. And then we help them figure out how to measure the to the, to the goals that they want to get to. And every client is different and every project is, is different in a lot of ways. So that's, that's a big part of what we've done for the last 13 years. And then this last year in 2020, we launched a new product um, in conjunction with Keycentrics here in town. Mm-hmm. I think you guys spoke with Luis, good mm-hmm. friend of mine. And he um, came to us and said, you know, in our space and specialty pharmacy, we don't have a good um, data warehouse analytic tool. And we'd love to partner with you guys and help build one for our industry. So we built that in 2019, launched it January 1st, 2020. And so we have specialty pharmacies from around the country that they take their we take their data every night and we process it into a system and then provide strategic reporting for them. in both at the store level and then at the regional and at the corporate level,
3: that's beautiful. Yeah, I love that
0: story. Great. Uh-huh. Congratulations, that's, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's been great. We're looking to expand.
2: So, how do you connect with your customers and promote your business? I mean, because like I said, I was just seeing you at least monthly. Cornerstone Data is doing this, or Joy is doing that. Were you on the school board at one time?
0: Yes, I served on the Wichita School Board. Okay, so you're
2: just <laughs> yeah. showing out. So tell us <laughs> w- tell us how you groundswelled to get to where you are today as far as w- connecting with your customers.
0: Well, I think, you know, for us, it's always been mostly word of mouth and just meeting people and talking to them about what we do. And the Chamber's been great for that because we've had access to um, – meet people both inside our industry to talk about how we deal with you know, workforce or training and then outside of our industry to help people understand what we do um, into, into larger employees. And I think we were really fortunate. Um, one of my first clients in Wichita was, uh, still my client today is Tech Systems Group, which my husband now owns. Uh, my father-in-law just, in, he really encouraged me to start my own company but then after that we BKD became one of our clients Whoa. and that was right you know at the very beginning and then um, I happened to be neighbors with a gentleman named Ed O'Malley who runs Kansas Leadership Center mm-hmm. and so they became a great client for us and so I was really fortunate to be able to make acquaintances with people even though I was new to town and they were what was incredible to me about Wichita is that they were willing to give me an opportunity. So here I am, you know, I remember, and, you know, Bill Pickert will love this story. I remember the first time I met with him at BKD, I brought this sheet, you know, with what I could do and then the name of three people at the bottom um, that were references and one of them was Roland Akins and he looked at it and he's like, is this, like, is he related to you? I'm like, yeah, he's my father-in-law. Oh, wow. And I and he was kind of, you know, it's kind of funny that you put your father-in-law's name on there, but I thought, you know, like he's the only other business person in Wichita that I know and have worked with. So, but, you know, Bill was willing to give me a chance to do a project for him and it turned out great. They still use it today yes. and we still work with them today. And so I think that was what was wonderful about the Wichita environment is they're willing to give entrepreneurs a chance to try something new and, and invest in them. And, and if you do well, they'll, they'll keep helping you.
2: Exactly. And Bill Pickard, he's good people. I mean, mm-hmm. I played pool with Bill Pickard one time <laughs> and it was, it was not like playing with Joe Johnson. He's not a Joe Johnson. <laughs> but he,
3: No one's a Joe Johnson.
2: But he's, but he's okay. Yeah, you um, so you're in this space of data. I mean, data that I'll get it together before the show is over, but <laughs> tell us how you differentiate yourself from your competitors.
0: Well, that's a great question. And um, so I would say in Wichita, we we actually don't seem to have a lot of competitors. There aren't a lot of people that work in the specific space we do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a benefit for us because it helps us. Uh, I mean, we define, we define what happens in data here mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But we're also, I say that, also knowing that that is growing quickly. And we've seen in this industry itself, nationwide, we've seen major shifts in the data economy and people growing their skills to do that. And we're really excited about it. So we like to partner with, if there's a class going on in a university or Wichita State wants to start a program, or there's an entrepreneur that wants to start a program around data, we like to try and help and see how we can help them because we think it's good for Wichita if everybody's using data smarter. Mm -hmm.
2: Excellent. So, and help me understand, okay, you're here in Wichita and you're dealing with data. Do you feel a local, a hometown company could super serve a hometown business better with data than somebody located in Denver trying to mine Wichita data?
0: Well, of course I do, but then well, again, I, I also work in can flip. Colorado, <laughs> exactly. And so Texas how does how do
2: Nashville, how, so. <laughs> how do you how do you convince your customers outside of Wichita that you can do just as good? But then that flips on you <laughs> when somebody's yeah. trying to do business here, going after your hometown. How does that work?
0: I think we focus on just trying to be the best we can, do the best work we can, and always turn a good product out and. Over deliver on the promise we made. And that might mean that we turn it in early. It might mean that we, um, it's on time, but it's always right. And I want, you know, my accountant makes fun of me when it gets to tax season because I'm always asking about the, you know, they round up on all these tax forms and I'm always asking about the digits. And she's like, you're the only person I know that goes to that level. I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, that's what we do every day. I mean, if Bill Pickard is your, your, if he's going to he's gonna look at your data and you've got it all rolled up into nice sums across mm-hmm. a certain business unit or a certain item, he's going to want to know everything underneath that and that makes it balance. Or if you're working with an engineering firm like Tech, they're going to want to know all the numbers that went in to roll up to that value. So that's been my whole career is making sure that we can audit those numbers and that data and, and provide that basis that you can count on it. So that once you've done that audit, you know going forward it's going to work. So I think if we focus on being the best at what we do, then we'll let other people decide if they want to do business with us or not, you know, based on that wherever we are. Um, but I think it's a great, Wichita is a great place to be. Um, it's centrally located. We have wonderful community. We have a business community like none other. I've lived in a lot of places. Um, we have incredible entrepreneurs here. And we also have this great network of people who, you know, they don't, This week we were talking with someone at my husband's company about moving here from another state. And one of my friends whose wife teaches kindergarten was willing to like take them on a tour of an elementary school on the weekend and have dinner with them and talk about, and just because we asked. And I think that's Wichita. That is who we are. It's not just that we have nice people. It's that we have people who are willing to make that extra step to try and make somebody comfortable. And then in doing that, they're helping us advance our business. They're helping him advance his career. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes this community different.
2: Is there a myth about your industry? I mean, I (laughs) like what you said. My dad is always right. What Mm -hmm. is a myth about your industry that people got wrong?
0: Yeah. So kind of, there's kind of two areas. One is that it's very mysterious and nobody can understand it. Um, And that's, For us, that's the hardest. A lot of people think they they don't know how they would use our services. They think maybe they need something, but they don't know how, and they've been told before it can't be done. And so it feels very mysterious. It's this data thing out there. And then the second, you know, we hear a lot of people talking about using data to make decisions. But if you peel back the layer, you find out they're really using their gut. And every once in a while, the data matches their gut. And sometimes they're really good at their gut and their data matching, but when they're when they miss, it can be catastrophic for mm-hmm. their business. Or frankly, for a state when you're trying to manage a pandemic. Right. Excellent.
3: So, you know, you just you just hit on something. You have this mysterious um, you know, company and what you do. And with that while focusing on you being the best company that you can be and using word of mouth and things like that, how do you actually set goals for your business since people sometimes don't know how they can use you? Yeah,
0: that's a great question. Yes. So um, so I've written multiple business plans in my business. And then generally a few months after I've written the business plan and kind of the next direction we're going or the next thing we're doing, Um, something happens, like I lose a partner or to an illness or um, a pandemic comes Mm -hmm. or some project that I thought was going to come through didn't come through. And it turns out that's not an area we want to go into. So, you know, I hold goals really loosely. So I, so for example, with our new product script metrics, we decide, okay, this is, this is, We need to get our cogs down. This is how we're going to do that. And we start working on the process for that. And then we look at what's our next step. We want to grow it to other industries or other customers. So who are those customers going to be? And we Mm -hmm. just start to to make those plans and just try and work at it. But I try and hold those very loosely because – and, and also I've stopped writing business plans and I'm not telling everyone out there to stop writing business plans. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying in my case, right. when I write, a, I spend a month or two months writing a strategic business plan and then I tear it up a month later because things completely change from what I thought they were going to be. I've just found it's better for me to hold those plans loosely and mm. um, try to be strategic in my approach but also be ready to pivot on a dime.
3: Always be ready to pivot, right? (laughs) That's one of the lessons that I think we Sounds like a jingle to me, but I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) So, okay, we just talked about one of the major successes that you had in 2020, even though every, you know, the world was going through a a, a pandemic. Um, And you you just talked about how you want to build on that and you keep your goals, uh, you know, pretty loosely. But what resources do you think that you've used to help you achieve your success?
0: I have this incredible network of people in my life who help me. And it started with my father-in-law who passed away five years ago. Um, But he just was such a mentor and a help. But he also helped me understand I needed to have other people in my life Mm -hmm. and who who could also help. And so even though his, you know, I can hear his voice sometimes and think about what he did, uh, in my life, but um, there are so many other people now that have come along alongside me and help. And you can go and ask a question or think about, think through things out loud and talk mm-hmm. through how to do them. Um, because I haven't, you know, the product we launched in 2020, that's the first time I've launched a product of our own in Cornerstone. We usually do one-off unique programs. And so Luis was great in coming alongside and saying, you know, if you had, revenue every month, licensing revenue every month, that would be great for your business. And also we could help you, you know, kind of come up with that. And it would be great for our business because we can um, offer this to our clients and it's something that they really need. And It would take some, some burden off of us. And so those kinds of networks, I think help as you're, when you start going through tough times to figure out, you know, what you're going to do next, you have these confidence you can go and, Just quick story, I remember when I first wanted to move my business out of the house into a building, and I thought, you know, this seemed like, okay, I'm just going to tell you now, it seemed like the biggest decision. It was, (laughs) I was moving an office park plaza, which is a rent-by-the-month place. They offer all the services. It was $400 a month for six months. So, I was completely blown away by that idea to do that. So I invited my father-in-law and my husband to lunch, and we had this business meeting, like a business advisors meeting, right? Put out all (laughs) the pros and cons (laughs) of why I should do it and what the risk was and where we should go. And by the end, you know, they had helped me come to the decision this was the right move to make. And, of course, my husband, Eric, who's— Pretty much, he didn't want to have employees in the house, which makes sense, too. <laughs> so, you know, so I made this decision. So flash forward, you know, we, um, Eric and I, by the time this airs, we'll be in a new building that we purchased and have renovated for both our businesses to be in. And that decision was like, okay, it's time. This is what we need to do. This is what we're going to do. And so they gave me the building blocks back when I was trying to decide $400 a month for a six-month commitment forward to a five-year commitment at our next place and then to this, you know, new one that we're going to own. And that, I think that's the power of a network when they're willing to sit down and mentor you and help you through those decisions. So,
3: I love it because there's definitely power in networking.
2: That's a small sure. that, a story. That is beautiful. Oh
3: well, ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Joy Akins and, uh, from Cornerstone Data. And we're going to hear from our sponsors for a moment and then we'll be back to hear the rest of her story
1: severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages, inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit evergy.com staysafe stay safe to learn more. As a convener of people and ideas, the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce continues to extend our reach and maximize our efforts to provide the best possible business environment in our region. Your partnership is imperative for accelerating business success. We invite you to visit wichitachamber.org to learn more about the benefits of membership and become involved with our efforts to provide success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. Visit wichitachamber.org and follow us on your favorite social media platform.
3: Friends, we are back. We are hearing the story of Joy Aiken's Cornerstone Data. Now, when we left, she was talking about the power of her network and the power of having a sounding board with, with her father-in-law, her father, and all of her friends but during the, uh, I want to say a couple weeks ago, I just recently saw something in the business journal, something about you renovating a building downtown. So you are contributing to the downtown economic development scene?
0: Yeah, so my business has been in downtown since about 2017 for the last five years. And about two years ago, so five years ago, my husband took over Tech Systems Group as the leader from his father, and they've been growing, and they're out um, on West Street. And one of the things that he um, thought about was that he needed to expand the business and give more room for growth. And as we talked about how to do that, we decided it would be a great idea for us to, um, build, to buy a building, purchase a building, and then um, move maybe both our companies into that same building because Mm -hmm. we do some similar work kind of alongside of each other. And so it seemed like a really great win for tech systems group and for Cornerstone data and for Wichita. And we love downtown. We, um, I moved the office downtown because I wanted to appeal to younger people who Mm -hmm. I would like to employ. And, that was just a great spot for us. So as we were working, as he was working through thinking about what building, he found this one um, right next to a building that Youth Horizons was buying, that we were on the board of Youth Horizons and very passionate about the work they do. And so he was working with them on that and realized that this warehouse was just sitting there. It was empty. They were thinking about putting it on the market. It's been a warehouse for 50 years, but it was the original site of Wichita Lumber Company. And so... Uh, I could tell we were going to buy it when he walked in and said, (laughs) he called me on the phone. He said, the ceiling is gorgeous and I love it. It's untouched shell. I can do anything we want in here. And so, you know, my husband's an architect. He has a great eye for design. And so, you know, I didn't even need to see it. I was like, yeah, well, (laughs) let's go for it. it. So... We're looking to move in that in 2 or 3 weeks so we'll be in by the time this airs we'll have been in there a week or two and we're really excited to to be part of that part of downtown and to have his company here and to be we our offices are actually across the hall from each other we can see into each other's office Nice so we're looking forward to that too
2: What will the address be
0: It's 127 South Washington So yeah.
3: tell me Joy what what's uh, been your biggest challenge um since you've owned Cornerstone
0: Data? Oh, wow. Well, there are so many. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what keeps you up at night? Well, I'll tell you what keeps me up at night is in the winter when there's no leaves on the tree. We live in College Hill and sometimes there's a train that comes through and just blows that horn <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> okay. Well maybe not
3: with you
1: leaves. Literally a up up at night. <laughs>
0: that was
1: no, good. I know.
0: But seriously, what what do I worry about? What do I I mean, there's so much when you own a small business, you are everything. You're, you know, the janitor, the tech support, HR you're, you do, you do all of it. So it's, it's different things all the time that are challenging. Mm-hmm. I think in our line of work, you know, we, we're we always trying to figure out what the next thing is that we need to know. And, um, we, I spend a lot of time on investing in my staff and myself and our skill sets mm-hmm. because they've changed a lot. When I started in the data business a long time ago, I'm not going to date myself. Um, Then you had to do everything. You had to build the computer and you had to, you know, put the software on it and you had to write the code that went in the software and you had to build the network. And now, you know, and then when you started in data work, you had to know how to do everything, build the database, put the data in the database, write the reports for the database. And now all of that is a lot of that is being automated. So you're always changing your skills and it's always about learning and growing and figuring out the next new thing that's coming down the pike.
2: You mentioned earlier about the chamber and how great they are, as we as we know. Uh, So we won't hit on that. But I do want to know about your community involvement. Seem like I see you everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) So tell us about how you give back to community and your employees. How do they?
0: Well, you know, I decided a long time ago that if you, as a businesswoman, I care I care passionately about the people that I'm around and the community that I live in. So as a businesswoman, I have a responsibility to the community as well as to my company. So of course we need to make a profit. That's important. We can't keep the doors open if we don't. But we also know that if our community is strong, then we'll be stronger. And so we're always looking for ways to, to do that. And so staff have... Um, my staff have the opportunity to do that wherever they feel passionate about. Sometimes it might be that, you know, I've had staff in the past who had children in wrestling and that's what they're passionate about. And some people may not think that's community service, but I think a parent who shows up every week with snacks and food and helps the coach with the logistics of the team, I mm-hmm. think that's serving the community and our youth. So yeah. I think that's important for them to be able to do. So two areas I'm particularly passionate about our education and small business. And we've kind of touched on both of those. I was on the school board for Wichita. I currently chair the education committee for flagshipkansas.tech. I'm very passionate about how we improve educational outcomes for our students. And then I'm, I've, because I am a small business owner and because I sort of walked in these shoes for a long time and seen how incredible they are, I'm very passionate about how to help make this a greater environment all the time. And, you know, it's not just small business. I love all business because a lot of my clients are really big businesses and I love them too. I want them to do well, but I have a special heart for, you know, there's something about having to make payroll and there's so many of them that will, I've, I've said this before, there's so many of them that they'll, they'll make sure their employees get paid and they'll take less in order to make sure that happens. And we saw that a lot during COVID. Mm. We saw a lot of employers <laughs> step up, but they also put they put everything on the line. You know, when they write, when you sign a lease as a business owner, you guarantee your family's income against that. So if something happens in your business, you could lose your house, your car, your kids' savings, you could lose everything. And so to me, that's there's this risk-taking that they're doing. And I just always want people to understand that it's really personal for them, what, what they're going through and what I'm going through. And I want to celebrate, because I don't think we celebrate ourselves very well. So I want to celebrate them and talk about their stories.
2: Excellent. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of folks don't know. People think you can start a small business on a whim and it's easy. Not everybody can hang their own shingle and do it successfully. And it's small business is a grind. I mean, so it's I'm glad you shared that. But with that hard work of small business, besides you playing pool with Bill Pickard and Joe (laughs) Johnson and myself, what other hobbies do you have? This work-life balancing.
0: Oh yeah. Well, um, first of all, I am a super proud mother, and I know that that's not really a hobby. But my son is graduating from high school here in a couple weeks. Nice. Congrats. And he has an appointment to the Air Force Academy. What? Whoa. Yes. Jeez. And so I'm about to become an Air Force mom, and there that's a go. whole thing. I don't yeah. even. I'm not even ready for yet. So my <laughs> next two months are going to be exciting and. Terrifying all at the same time. Nice. So, you know, I've really poured a lot of energy over the last four years in just helping make sure his last four years at home that he had what he needed to to get to the next level. Um, but I also, you know, I just love to cook. I, mm. I love to cook. Yeah. It's something I just picked up several years ago before I started the business. I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. Um and I
2: don't see
0: any samples. Yeah, I know. I just cook That's for it. myself and my family, oh, and my friends. Okay. So you can come over. What's you can- your go-to dish? Oh gosh. I don't know if I have one. I like to just so try many. all kinds of new things. She's so all good. The time. She can just
3: exactly. with a,
0: whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you my newest thing I've been working on. My husband bought me a sous- vide machine for Christmas, huh. which is a circulator, and you can put a steak in a vacuum bag and bring the steak up to temperature over an hour. It never overcooks, and then you flash sear it to get that crisp crust, you know, that you all like yeah. on the outside. What's that and that called? It's a sous vide. It's a French name.
2: You so. heard it here first. At least that's I hurt. did.
0: <laughs> so. I, I didn't know what it was when I opened the package. So.
2: Wow. Yeah. So cooking, okay.
0: Yeah. So As I like we to we say,
2: you can burn. Okay. We, uh, yeah, I can it.
0: burn, too. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Don's
3: good at that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You
0: know what?
2: You're, go ahead. I'm done.
3: <laughs> Joy, as we are uh, beginning to wrap up, I'm curious as to where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see the business? You have this new building. You, you know, you're embarking on this new product of uh, metrics and uh, continuing to expand. Where do you see yourself?
0: Yeah, so one of the great things about the new business is we're taking the data team from tech systems and the data team from Cornerstone Data, and we're putting them in the same space. So our hope is that that's going to provide more collaboration. We'll have more meetings together about what we're doing for clients and do cross-training so that we can help each other Mm -hmm. on projects. So I think one of the things we'll be looking for there is going to be, how do we take script metrics? You know, that's for pharmacy, especially pharmacy. But how do we take an idea like that, data as a service? Are there areas in industrial automation that we can also... Bring to bear there. So we'll be looking for other um, sellable licensing opportunities, but also tools that we can use, that we can build once and use across both companies just to be more efficient and smarter about how we do our work. And obviously we're going to continue to grow script metrics. We're working on that right now, um, really hard, trying to expand the data that's in there and the reporting that's available, and then thinking about how to, you know, get those costs down. So even really small pharmacies can afford it so we're excited about both of those
3: so how do we help get the word out how do we help you spread your news
0: well things like this are great <laughs> awesome yeah this Excellent. is i you know i'm not a podcast listener i'll just say this i i don't have a podcast i don't listen to them i don't have a list of them and then i started listening to this one and it's the only one i listen to but i listen to all of them i'm a little behind right now because of everything going on at our house all right but I about once a week, I'm popping that in when I'm getting ready in the morning. I'm oh, listening. Yay. And I love the stories of these people. What you guys are doing here is incredible work for our community. Excellent. Well, thank you.
3: And, and thank you for being a part of this and, and sharing your story. Yeah, well, thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. Tell me this. Is there anyone in your industry that you admire?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I hmm, I don't know specific to my industry, if there is, but I would say, I mean, I've talked about him several times, but my father-in-law was just such an inspiration Mm -hmm. in so many ways. And I know he's not here anymore, but he just taught us so many things about, um, always learning. He, he taught us that, you know, our employees are not just a person at a desk, that they have a family and we're responsible for them. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot of messages from him that I just carry every day and, and think about.
3: Um, That's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely. Uh, I'm very trigger.
0: fortunate to have had him in my life for so long. Mm-hmm.
3: And the last question that I'll ask you is um, for your biography, mm-hmm. what would the title of your book be? She
0: kept getting up. I've gotten knocked down a lot in my life, I've had a lot of uh, difficulties. And my husband says, you just, you get knocked down and you just get back up. I love that. You just have to keep getting back up. I love it.
2: Well, we're going to get into some word association. I'll give you a word. You give me a word back. It's not wrong because it's your word. Okay. You ready? Let's Mm go. Uh, Oh, she said, let's Let's go. go. What are you waiting on? (laughs) Leader. Servant. Nice. The chamber? Community. Wichita?
0: My hometown. Beverage. (laughs) Diet Coke.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Entrepreneur.
0: And that's a grind. Yeah. That's a grind. Hero. Condoleezza rice. Vacation. Hmm. I need one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And last but not no, yeah, last but not least, fun.
0: A day at the spa yes i need that
3: <laughs> <laughs> this was not
2: for you oh wow well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you joy <laughs>
3: <laughs> thank you joy those thank are some good you. words so did you get a chance to meet condi i presume when she came here with the i did paper? not get you did to not. no
0: i'm kind of sick over it but i know she's been to kansas twice since i've moved to kansas and i've been it once in pittsburgh at pitt state and i went that time too this year I think she's amazing she
3: yeah. is amazing I think Don got to meet her
2: yep
0: well, Joy, we appreciate you coming on today's
3: uh, show and sharing about your story and sharing about you know your successes and all the things that you are doing. We're so very proud of you and your Wichita story. So kudos for all that you're doing.
2: Excellent. Thank you, guys. I'm a Joy disciple, so there you go. There you go.
3: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are wrapping up. Thank you for being here and joining us. Once again, please like our podcast and subscribe and share with your friends, and we hope to see you again soon.
1: Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net.
0: Seems so much smoother in the room. <laughs> <laughs> we usually are. We take usually two. are.
3: <laughs> well, now that this has gone south,
2: can we start from the top again? Let's
0: just start. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas. Fox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and InTrust Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at
1: A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.